Welcome back to CodingCat.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Here is Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Brought to you by Jamstack.com. Come join us in San Francisco on November 6th and 7th. Register at Jamstack.org. Wow. So we actually have Storyblock people on our like Storyblock sponsored episode this is pretty good right yeah i think it only took us uh i don't know six months plus maybe to get you guys on i mean right oh schedules are crazy right now aren't they schedules are crazy for sure yeah um if you don't mind would you both introduce yourself josephine if you want to go first yeah sure hi my name is josephine i'm based in germany and i'm part of the developer relations team uh, at storyblock and I work there with Alex. Might hand it over. <laughs> Same thing with Josephine. I develop a relations at Storyblock. Maybe you know me by ViewDose, which is a blog where I used to share a lot of view and ask tips. And I live in Spain, but right now I'm in Brussels uh, because we have a conference tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm in the hotel right now. <laughs> oh boy, DevRel life, huh? Yeah, DevRel life. At least we get to travel again. I mean, that's that's the exciting part. That two-year hiatus was no fun for anybody. It's super exciting, but also, like, for me at least, very overwhelming. Like, you know, all the FOMO, you want to be everywhere, you can't, and then everything's going on, and people, and oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I said that on Twitter, like, last week. I saw a different conference. Like, everyone was at a different conference. There were, like, 10 going on at the same time. I'm like, how are there so many? Yeah. Yes, no. yes. Also, we have an inside joke because usually people see their role as a very cool job, which actually it's, in my opinion. But also we do so many things that can be crazy at some point. So in the first conference we went after COVID, I was with my colleague Arisa in London and I post a picture on Twitter. They say it was cool, the real life, and I was me with boxes, like transporting boxes from one place to another, like an Amazon delivery guy. <laughs> I, I think you almost have to be like a super celebrity status in DevRel for it to be like this amazing, like trippy thing. Otherwise, it's just fun work. I mean, you get to meet fun people, travel fun places, but it is work. You have to like it, yeah. Awesome. Um, I know uh, we kind of originally were, were thinking about chatting about Svelte because Brittany and Josephine have, have talked a lot about Svelte and accessibility and things like that. I, I think we are still going to head down that road and kind of tie in the, the story block connection as we go. Um, so, Britt, do you want to go through yeah. our question list? I, I think we've got a journey that we can tie back in. It's going to be a story. So. A story. Maybe First, a block just, of stories? A, a story block of stories. Yes. <laughs> All the story puns you can think of. So first I want to know, like, why is accessibility and DX important to both of you? And I'll go with Josephine first. Sure. Um, so I think they kind of, in a lot of places, go a little bit hand in hand, right? And um, like when I first came to web development, um, I came from a very different background and I was kind of like forced into head first. I had no idea what was going on and got into accessibility. And from the start, I was like, okay, so I thought, well, everybody's doing this, right? And um, only later figured that, no, <laughs> that's not the case. And I think our goal as developers, as designers, as, as anybody creating anything on the web should be to make our content, everything that we do as inclusive as it can possibly be. And accessibility is for me at the core of this. So uh, we want as many people to be uh, able to interact with our content, right? And as for a developer experience, this is kind of the other side of the, the metal, if you will. Um, so we want to make it as easy for people as possible to create this accessible and inclusive content. And for me, that is what DX is in part about um, to make it, yeah. Make um, it easy for people to make the right choices. 
Exactly. I was just going to say, I feel like that was a phrase that came up. I was just listening to your old episode and I was like, <laughs> so smart. I need to steal this. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. something I, I never really thought about. And you kind of just like it, it sparked something in my mind. I always think about accessibility as the end product, but we really need to also think about accessibility as the like the headless CMSs and the, the build product <laughs> behind the scenes. And I, I never really think about it that way. Yeah. Alex, do you want to give us your perspective on like what you think developer experience and how accessibility plays a part in that? That's a good point. Maybe you want to answer that one, uh, Josephine, because... <laughs> oh, she, she just answered it. I just didn't know if you had anything to add on it. I, I'm... I cannot say much about accessibility because I have to say not expert on that, but Josephine is the one. What I can say about the developer experience is that usually the way I describe it is that it's user experience for developers. Yeah. And at the end it's about making difficult things easy, yeah. which actually is difficult for the developer that creates the tools and everything for developers. But when you create a tool that is as easy to use that you don't even notice, that's where you achieve good DX. And I think that's where Svelte's going to come into play a little bit, is that we can create tools as developers that actually help the people. You have a lot to think about when you're creating an application, right? So having to think about all of the accessibility things on top of that is another layer. And so creating tools that can help the developer as they're creating to think about accessibility first, I think is important. And so Josephine, how, or Josephine or Alex, either one of you can answer this. How does felt come into that and how does it help that accessibility piece? Yeah, I, well, I, um, when I first learned about Swelt, I was super intrigued because like one of the taglines is that it's accessibility first, right? And I was like, yeah. if you write that on your flag, I'm on your team. Like, this is so <laughs> cool. Um, and so what I feel like, it does for me is it makes it easier. Like we just said before, it makes it so much easier to think of these things. So I have, for example, these compiler warnings where like, if I forget to add the alt attribute, for example, it's going to remind me. And that's so nice because we're human. We forget things and it's good to be reminded of things or that the path is already kind of paved, right? I just um, was working on my portfolio and just playing around with things. And then you have this thing that you can add in the title where it, where it announces if a page changes and it just says the title of the page for the screen reader, for example. And all these like super small, like they seem like small things, but they're making such a big difference. And this is um, like for me, that is DX, that it's like kind of part of the product. It makes my job easier. It makes the journey shorter to achieve what I want to do, right? It's all in the toolbox. And that's like super, super helpful. And to make it correct, like from the get go, instead of having to go back and correct mistakes, mm -hmm. I had something from an old site that they've updated some of the compiler and IntelliSense warnings. And it was nice to like just see that visually when I was running my site locally. Yeah, totally. Because that's going to be so much more work if you have to work uh, the accessibility parts into a legacy project that is a little bit rusty and messed up, maybe. <laughs> In many places, it's going to be so much more work. Absolutely. So I, I think that maybe like starting your journey with Svelte, you see that that DX is better because you have those accessibility tips while you're building your project. Yeah. And I mean, if it's already um, like, or if the, the journey as a developer is already easier, I'm not saying as well as like easy no. today, but easier maybe then it's you have more headspace to think about these things so how can I make it more inclusive how can I get more people to be able to do this or that and um you can think of additional things that you would otherwise miss if you're super busy just trying to get it to work when it doesn't so it's, it just gives you time yes completely agree you have anything to add no good Okay, so I was just kind of the, the one thing that I keep thinking about is the difference on accessibility within um, the different frameworks themselves. I, I felt like for a long time, Angular did a really good job of including this um, within their tooling and their CLI and everything else. Um, I, I don't know, from the Svelte perspective, what does that look like? I know, I know both of you are Svelte fans. Is that something that they think about and it's included automatically? Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. 
it's it's included automatically. You get IntelliSense warnings in VS Code, and then you get compiler warnings output into your terminal. When you're doing something that is inaccessible, it will warn you and tell you to do it the correct way. So that's and how to do it. And and the pieces that you were talking about, um, that was that was already part of Spell, or that's a VS Code plugin for it. There. There is felt for VS Code, which is a plugin that does add some of the IntelliSense features, but the compiler warnings are a part of oh, Svelte, okay. and those are thought sense. out, and they are adding to them constantly. That's great. That's really yeah. cool. I, I, don't know, an... I don't know about like Remix and stuff. I haven't, I haven't dove into the accessibility side on that yet. I, I've played with Remix, but I haven't seen any accessibility warnings in it, so I don't know. Maybe it's not something that they're foresight is thinking about yeah. like right now but <laughs> i haven't seen that in next.js much either but maybe i'm just missing something and this is this is great that we're talking about it because i think it it really highlights like we need to keep talking about accessibility so i think something i was watching rich's talk back today from vitconf and something that he said that because it's a compiler it can provide some of these things that a lot of these other frameworks can't because it works differently because it can compile them out. So you're getting those compiler warnings because it's compiling your code and seeing what you're doing. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it might be worth pointing out that of course it doesn't catch everything. So there's still a lot of things that we still have to pay attention to. We have to still test automatically and manually for sure. Uh, things like visual things like color contrast or motion things, all these or the tab order isn't entirely like accounted for. Yet it's it's a start, right? And once you're exactly. in it, it's easier to build on that. Um, and I don't know how is that in Vue, Alex? Um, do, do they have built-in features? As far as I know, in Vue there is nothing built-in like that yeah. in Svelte, which I find very very cool because, of course, I can imagine that accessibility has a lot to do with the strategy and doing manual things like the color contrast and here and that. But if you have a tool that covers the basics, let's say at this area labels or the order of the form or this or that that's pretty amazing i mean at yeah. least you have a base level covers right yep. yeah tools can only take you so far but they give you that good foundation that will allow you to build up on it and then go and use other things there are other tools out there like online sites that you can visit that will actually test your color contrast and things for you and getting the full depth of like the whole, is it W3C's like whole spec of accessibility and trying to, you would have to, that's your full-time job just to know all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it also gets the conversation started, right? Like if you are in your code and you're just working, you're not thinking about accessibility necessarily. And then you get these warnings and like, hey, I didn't think of that. What else is out there, right? So maybe if you're not like super in that community, it's gonna give you a little nudge to investigate a little further. So I think uh, like just for this, it's already pretty great that it's there. Absolutely. And I think we'll take a little ad break and then maybe when we come back, we'll see how Storyblock actually ties into all of this. Well, this is going to throw me off. I usually click the button. Are you doing it? I know. I don't know. I don't have no. <laughs> I'm expecting you to like bring I my I usually keys. always announce the ad break. <laughs> you, you, you like really like threw me off there. Okay, here we go. Uh we know that creating content can be a tedious balancing act. Developers want flexibility to make seamless digital experiences, while content teams need the tools to work independently. We make changes and are left to watch everything fall apart. We met our limits using plugin after plugin and waiting weeks for edits. All for this. We knew it was time to rebuild the blocks. Storyblock gives marketers creative control and use a visual editor to actually see what they're doing. And developers are no longer restrained to a set of technology. Storyblock has made it simple for each market with localization and personalization tools and allows you to publish content on all channels and all devices. Truthfully, we all wanted the same thing, to deliver the right information to the right destination at the right time. Jamstack.conf is back in person, and we are going all out. Come meet the people who are building the future of web development, from the minds behind Dino and Netlify to the open source builders working on Astro, Solid, Eleventy, Angular, and more. 
ask questions about what's coming to the modern web directly to the people building it. Hang out with fellow web devs and have fun connecting to the community in a gorgeous rooftop setting. Taking place November 7th and 8th in the heart of San Francisco, Conf is a celebration of web development that includes more than 30 speakers, 40 booths, and hundreds of developers, and a few more surprises. Don't miss out and get your ticket or check out the agenda now on jamstack.org forward slash comp. We can't wait to see you there. I have to say there's a pretty good tie in here because if I share my screen real quick, you'll notice one of the top sponsors for Jamstack Comp is Storyblock. It goes full circle. <laughs> it does. It's a small community out here, right? Yeah. Sure. We're starting to be too much everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, actually, I think it's Facundo, Marco, and Kat from our team. The ones that we will be there. So yeah, feel free to meet them. Oh, I yes. And I will be there yeah. too. Facundo. I've never heard of uh, Facundo. Um, have you, Brett? Yeah. Uh, he was the first it. one that we got to meet and have on for Storyblock. It was awesome. Yeah. Love talking Such to Facundo. a great person. Um, so with that kind of shift in thought, can we talk about Storyblock a little bit and kind of how that might even impact the accessibility side, but how you build things with Storyblock? Oh, good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to open it up the, like the, the console or whatever too. Yeah, maybe we can show um, some code and the Storyblock interface, but... Just for the ones that are there and uh, haven't played with the story block, if you are not familiar with the CMS, let's say you, let's say at least you should know WordPress because otherwise you will be living in a cave, right? And I don't think you are living in a cave. <laughs> so, in traditional CMSs, usually the front end and the content they are tied together, which could be nice, for example, for people that are not developers or for just small freelancers that are not technical, but once you scale or you want to have more control of your code, then a headless CMS separates the content from the front end, meaning that you can use view, Svelte, Next, Svelkit, whatever, and handle your content separately. What's usually the problem? The problem is that then you handle the content with forms in one side, and you have the front end in the other side, but you don't see how it looks until you deploy everything together or you set up your own developer um, environment, right? Yeah. So we have the visual editor, which we can show just in a few minutes, and it ties both things together. So you will have your website real time um, with a preview, and you can change things and see how it looks at the right moment. Awesome. That is really cool. Uh, two, before we get too far into this, I forgot that at Svelte Summit, we were there and Storyblock threw out all the stops with like the booth and having the Tetris game. And so I'm wondering what you have up your sleeves for Jamstack Comp. Are there any spoilers with what's coming? <laughs> Maybe you will see something new, but the Tetris <laughs> game for sure, you will find it. So uh, you can start practicing already, Brittany. I was going to say, it will always pay off if you like up your Tetris game. <laughs> nice. Yes. I, I thought it was so such a brilliant idea to get people to your booth. Like, I was so jealous. Everybody was over there playing Tetris. <laughs> yeah, people seem to really love it. We had an internal competition as well, actually, and people went mad like it was, it was really it was really wild like on the off side everybody was just like no we don't talk to each other we just improve our tetris score and we had somebody coaching us and it's really fun well it's kind of a brilliant marketing ploy too because it's blocks being put together i that all just came to me <laughs> anyways okay so do we want to look at some story block code do we want to try to like dive into some code and see if we can demo this are we going to use Spell or are we going to let Alex code in the other Alex code in Spell? <laughs> or do you want me to do it? It's all possible. I can, I can start off by showing a console if you guys want. Oh, uh, like the dashboard? The dashboard, okay. yeah. yeah. I always call it console. At App, right? We call it console. So. 
Um, so this is a story block. However, I think and maybe there's a, a divergence here somewhere, but there's like a V2 out there too. So um, I have this old Tailwind sample, but I think what I'm going to do is just create an example space. Does that work for everybody? Was that true that there's a version two of this? Is this like an old? This is version two. Oh, so okay. We have just released. Oh, I'm so sorry. My cat is making a lot of noise in the background. We love cats. That's totally <laughs> fine. All yeah. the cat noises. That's Dina likes to meow. Yeah. So taking things apart. Anyway, I was going to say this is version two. Um, so you are already in the latest version. And we had an update in August, I think it was. Um, but whenever you start something now, this is already the latest. Nice. Perfect. So I'm going to jump into what I'll call Coding Cat Dev Story Block. So this is this is cool. So this actually like starts your entire journey, and you guys are gonna desperately want me to pick Svelte, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's oh we gotta we gotta go down the page. We need to get that above the fold. Oh yeah, There's these <laughs> these people probably sponsor somewhere. I guarantee it. Um, now so we are going to find all the. All the things we need to improve in our documentation. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, like, Alex is seeing my polls go up because there are a couple of things that need to be fixed here, but I'm, okay. I'm not pointing them out. I think this is okay. <laughs> we can talk about it. We're all friends here. I, I think, yeah, I think we can all talk about it. And Spellkit has been through some stuff in the last month and a half. So we can we can be kind in this community. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No, but what you could do if you wanted to set up your first project is um, return to your, yeah, there we go. This getting started tab is, to, I mean, you can browser documentation. We always look for feedback. Um, but if you're there, uh, this is just to get you an overview and guide you if you have to want to go anywhere. If you move over to your dashboard, no wait to the content. This is so weird guiding somebody else. <laughs> yeah, here you get an overview of everything that's going on. That's not so interesting. And then in the content, you have now uh, your sample. This is like a sample. You created an example space, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. it looks like everything was generated already. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can do that. <laughs> if you open, for example, the home story, the first one in the list there, you'll get to the visual editor. And so, so notice the DevRel just said the story. See how we're going from story, and I, I think the next part will be coming <sighs> to the blocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, there's a little tour that I've never seen. This it's cool. Check um, that out. Oh, it shows the whole thing off. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Editor toggle. See, I haven't been in V2 yet. I told you it's been is too long. This is our day-to-day -day work. So the product team is always pushing new things every day. And when we are in calls with customers or giving a talk in a conference, then we find out things <laughs> live in stage. It's awesome. It happens to all of us. As close as the engineering team wants to be to the DevRel team, it's still a different team. <laughs> different team. And, you know, you have surprises. So that's more <laughs> So um, the idea here is like, this should be my live page at the end of the day, correct? Um, what, is there a way to look at the different blocks like in here or something? How, how do I look at this page from a block level? There is. So actually all the things that you see in the right side, those are the different blocks with uh, profile data, profile content. And these blocks or components, uh, you create it yourself. I mean, in this case, of course, for the demo, they are pre-created with some content, but these headlines, headline buttons, um, this is something you have full control, 100% control to create and create all the fields that you want. And of course, then later, you will have to implement it in Svelte. Or that's what, technology that's what I was going to ask is, is there any straightforward path of just taking this and converting it straight into a framework? Not right now, because also it depends a lot on the markup and everything. Yeah. But, uh, 
but we have the SDK, which makes it quite um, easy compared to how it used to be before. Okay. So with the SDK, you can create. So, for example, do you see those four icons, Alex, up there? Uh, can you click the yes, the one block library, the, the one right? The yes. When you open that, you will see here all the components that are created in this space in StoryBlock. What you have to do in a svelte is for each of these components, you will create this svelte equivalent with the same fields. And those components in a svelte, they receive the block as a property. So you just have to render every field just as you wish to represent it. So you actually have to basically call the StoryBlock API and pull in for how you want, it doesn't go to the HTML and then you could grab the markup. Okay. No, you have full control on the HTML. That's the cool part for a developer, especially. <laughs> um, I, I think I read over here, we could try this in five minutes. Is that is that true? Do you think we could actually make this happen? Sure. Say, Josephine is very nervous about this post. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> Um, so there are many different routes you can go here. You could, for example, now you created an example space that has like all the mock content and um, some structures already. If you were to do the other option, create it from scratch, mm -hmm. it's going to guide you through how you can um, set up your project with the code. Oh, I like that. Let's let's do that. Yeah. Let's go back through. Um, sure. I didn't change anything. <laughs> um we're going to make a new space. Yeah. And then CCD spelt. I, th I think what you did is added a space in the component. Like in the home page, you added a oh, space yeah, before. Sorry. And so that's. <laughs> I thought I was doing something wrong right now. I'm like, no. Oh, I'm no, only typing a title. Brittany likes to pair program with me and like she freaks me out all the time. Like, Don't do that. I'm like, okay. And now it, yeah, it guides you through basically, right? So you can, yeah, copy that. Sweet. I need to share differently for doing this. So just one sec. Why don't you guys uh, like tell cat jokes or something and I'll uh, share differently. Yeah, you shouldn't have kicked your cat out. You should have brought brought it on. Show. <laughs> you want me to go get him? <laughs> what's, what's your cat's name? Tavi. He actually met Alex as well. Like, uh, yeah, Alex came to Hamburg once and uh, Tavi and him, we really got along well. <laughs> oh, nice. Tavi likes a lot to scare me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. He's a little creep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, going to uh, I'm gonna bump this up and see if we can. I have a question while we're oh, doing this yeah. too. Is Spelt and Storyblock the power couple for improving your DX and accessibility? Power. Um, wow. Well, I hope it will be in the near future. <laughs> okay. Um, because, I mean, in theory, they're made for each other, right? Like thinking yeah. components, focus on performance and on accessibility. For example, there's a bunch of things you can do in Storyblock as well to improve accessibility. So I think they really like go hand in hand. Once we get over the little rough pitch that we have for the latest release, um, then we're don't select that. I don't know if, is that spelt or spelt kit? Uh, that's the only option. So that will be spelt kit. But okay. You can, go, you can go with that or any other framework of your choice. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing spelt. Okay. Do yeah, let's do it. I'm oh, there's no PMPM <laughs> choice. I Pretty just. hot on PMPM right now, guys. I just uh, told Alex my favorite comment that Rich uh, made at vconf was while installing with pnpm he said of course you can use npm if you want slow things <laughs> oh it's goodness. amazing all the spice all the spice yeah you sure can it's just not as good. <laughs> um let me do npm install npm run dev and Oh, pseudo password. No, thanks. What is it asking my pseudo password for? Because you ran MPX. MPX is in my NPM subdirectory, though. This this is this is weird. I don't like that. We didn't do that. I, I never seen oh that. Oh, my gosh. Why? 
Start editing, editor. You, you know what? It was the usual joke, right? It works on my computer. Yes. I just saw a nice meme on that one. With cuts? Um, you know what? I think I know why. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start over really quickly. Um, Are you in the wrong folder or something? Uh, yeah. I think I'm in my main directory and I oh. need to be here. Um, okay. Let's try this again. Real quick. There's a cat. Yep. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Yeah, now we didn't get any issues that time. I'm not quite there yet. We'll see. I don't know why NPM run dev would ask for that is that is so so weird to me. I don't like that at all, but I will give away the kingdom, why not? Is is that package that um, I know there's a package that Storyblock needs to add for secure local server? Is that something that might make this pop up? That should come later, actually. Oh, okay. It's not even in there yet. Uh, or I'm, um, well, at least in the five minute tutorial, that would come. During this recording, we actually ran into a small issue with the demo that we were working with, and we had to switch from. Uh, an anticipated European version to US, and I'm going to show that off later, but I just wanted to show you this error in case you've run into it when dealing with Storyblock. If you're in a different region like we were in the US, you actually have to specify an API options this region and then US or the region that you actually are located in. So once you drop your token in, you can then do npm run dev, and this will spin up the correct instance where we're connecting out. So once you have that, you'll get the nice hello world with the different feature blocks coming direct. And so then once you have that um, updated, you will actually be able to open this up and you'll get the blocks directly from content block. After this, Alex is going to demonstrate some more useful features in Storyblock. No, but what we would hope would work. Um, yes, this starts like a little bit older version of SwellKit, but we would assume a project is set up with, I think, four different blocks that you can then already use in your project. It helps you set up the Storyblock bridge, which is what um, enables the live editing. So it's um, you can add or well, you install it from Storyblock from our SDK, but it enables you to connect each block to the editable part on individual editor, right? Yep, that totally makes sense. Maybe maybe I can show my screen, Alex, because actually there are two ways that you can use story blocking as well. One is the one that you have been following, which is using the CLI, and then it will create the project with all the basics for you to start. But it's true that maybe there are a few things we need oh, to do as well kit area because of these breaking changes and everything. So if it doesn't work, I can also show my screen and share some code on how you can integrate Storyblock with your Swell project. Good, so I will show you, actually this is a public demo of the Swell SDK that uh, we can share later also, and you can play with it. And uh, let me show you the only three steps that you need to follow to integrate Storyblock in your Swell project. So first you would install our SDK, the latest version, and for now, but I hope just for a few weeks, uh, you need Axios, but yeah, you will not need it. Actually, we have already a release candidate of our package without Axios under the hood. Oh, nice. So it should be published very soon. First, you will install it, latest, latest version. Second step would be to go to do to your main JS. And in here, you will initialize uh, you would call the Storyblock init from this SDK but to initialize the Storyblock project. In there, you will put the access token, which you can find in your space. To be precise, in your settings access token, where you have your public or preview token. You will put it in the code, preferably in an environment variable instead of here. So this is just a demo. And then you can also globally load 
all the components that your project is using. Mm -hmm. This is very convenient because then you don't have to import it to import them here or there. And the last step would be that in your page, you have to uh, actually three utilities that will give you to make everything easier. One is the user story block API that you can use to call the right story, which in this case is the home story of the space. And the user story block bridge, which will give you the real-time editing functionality. You're going to see that just in a moment. And the good part of uh, globally loading the components like this is that you can use the stable component utility that we give you, passing the block, which comes on the street content, and automatically will render the whole page from a story block, from the story block story. Does this SDK also run on the server? It does. Okay, so if, if we were running on SpellKit, we could do this on the server and then pull all that data into the front end. And it will hydrate in the front end, yes, that's the okay. way. Actually, I can show a SvelteKit demo afterwards. Let's hope it works in a SvelteKit as well. <laughs> but at least we can see how to do this in a SvelteKit. And last but not least, as I mentioned before, all the components that you have in the space, I can show it to you if I go back to the homepage. This is actually a very simple case, right? So in this case, okay. we just have the feature, the grid, the input, and the teaser, and then the page, which is the root content type, right? For each of these components, I have the Svelte implementation here. And the only thing it needs is... You're using a Svelte action. Yes, we do. You will receive a block property as a parameter, and you need to pass this block to the use still block editable action and then magic happens yeah that's and some spelt magic right there <laughs> yeah what do i mean by magic i mean that when you go to storyblock you can connect it to your preview url which can be localhost or as you can see i'm using here the url of this um of this established demo so literally this is the established demo but as you can see i can click around and change things real time. So of course you can fill up the content, you can drag and drop the different blocks, you can create new blocks from the components that you have already there. And uh, no, I actually don't have this one implemented, but I could add a new teaser, I guess. Hello, Tabby. And yeah, literally, as a content editor, using the components you provide them, they will be able to create a whole website, even with a header, footer. It doesn't need to be necessarily a website. It can be an application or just even not visual content. But by following these steps, you will have this working and with the real-time editing even. And this is syncing to the local host running version? Or is it... I see the URL there that has like yeah. local... You, you, you could have actually different environments. So the content is the same. If I set the content and I run this project in localhost, the only thing I need to do is go here and use this localhost 3000. But as you can see, I have many preview URLs because mm -hmm. this is the demo we use for also for the React SDK, the Vue, Vue 2, Next. So yeah, you can connect to many preview URLs Use all cases, you connect to a dev or preview environment, which can be localhost or some Netlify or Vercel URL. You can have a staging and a production environment, and they are all here in the same space. I have one more question. When we're talking about um, all of the blocks that exist, I used to work at Builder.io, and we could make custom like React components that we could like use back and forth between there. Is there an idea of a custom block as well in Storyblock? What do you um, mean by custom block? So like if, uh, what's a good example? Uh, if I want to put a data grid that comes out of a package in React um, and I want that to become one of my blocks, is that a possibility? Basically going the other way. So coming from the yeah. code to a block. 
actually we don't if i understand correctly i think it's also a thing that probably in our in other systems they have like predefined components in a story block everything is a custom component so okay. there is no components by default you will create both the data structure in a story block and then the implementation in Svelte, view react or whatever technology yeah and then you connect them together but we don't for enforce you anything so everything you are totally free to create it which maybe brings you to the question okay but if i have an agency and i do every project should i do the same thing again not necessarily we have uh, some partners that they use our cli to clone or duplicate spaces or even transfer components from one space to the other so they they usually create their own let's say set of ui components and they copy them to all the other projects where they use it. So from that point, they just have to tweak it and maybe most on the implementation, not in the data, data structure. So they have all fully set up by that. Cool. And then you have different, like the two different types are universal. There's the nestable blocks and the content type blocks that you can use like post authors, things like that. Yeah, and with the new new the new normal, the version two that is now out of Storyblock, you also have a new universal block, so you can use that as as either either one of them. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Cool. Third kind of block. That's cool. awesome. Yes, block the blocks. <laughs> Don't block the blocks. Um, what do we miss about Storyblock before we shift? Anything? What should people try? Hmm. Maybe we can mention the ambassador program, which I was going to say the same thing. Yay! Uh, too much time working together. Now we are synchronized. <laughs> so we are rebuilding the ambassador program, and probably will be out in a month or maximum two. And uh, the reason is because we used to have it, then we stopped being active in our own ambassador program. But now we are renewing it with new perks, with career support with uh, also support going to conferences or maybe sponsorships um, yeah. options as well. Of course, internal calls and having fun. So uh, yeah, we have a URL. We have a link that I'm not sure if we published today or we have in draft, we published it already, where the people can join a waiting list for when we open the final registration. Awesome. Maybe, maybe we can share that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> that, uh, that'll brought up another question for me too. Where would people go to get help and support? Is there a Discord server or like feedback? Yeah, there are many different ways. So there is um, the Discord as well. We try to answer as quickly as we can, but depending on the capacities of people, yeah. it might take a little while, but we, we try. So be kind with us. Um, and then Twitter is also a way we have a support uh, chat, like a, I think it's called a crisp chat. So where people can just ask their question and our support is going to help. If you have a feature request, you can also uh, submit an issue on GitHub, for example, or submit a feature request. So there are many, a bit too many ways maybe to get in touch with us. But uh, the, yeah, the, those are the ways that I'm aware of. Alex, did I miss any, any one of them? No. I don't think so. No. Uh, or hunt us down because we're at all the conferences. Yes, One yes. of us is. Um, come find us, play some Tetris, and then hunt us down with all your bugs or whatever is going wrong or you need help with. <laughs> I love the, the Tetris. I've only played like electronica, uh, not ping pong. What's the paddle one? Uh, pong? No, not pong. What's like uh, a, a marble with thing? The, with the two sticks? Yes. Like what is that? I don't remember, but I don't know which one you, you mean. I can't, yeah. I can't even think of it. Pinball? Pinball. The pinball. Oh, yeah, yeah, pinball. Electronic pinball machine. It was pretty dope. I liked that a lot. Oh, okay. Um, I was laughing because you see the Tetris game like a very well thought thing, but a few months ago, we were in the first conference we were, we were just in a table with some stickers and nothing else. <laughs> so oh, we started wait. to try things out, like the Tetris water pong games we run as well also football games and yeah we ended up i, I think that's a very a, a thing of a trip of culture that we we improve by experience so we're doing wrong next time we do it less wrong and next time we do it less wrong but we keep failing and learning from experiences so uh, that's awesome that's the best way to do it 
Um, okay. I think with all of that said, we're going to shift into our perfect picks. And Brittany is actually going to go first today. Are you ready, Brittany? I guess, yeah. Okay. You show my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have to switch my screen. I forgot we were doing all the coding stuff. Oh, oh. yeah. Here we go. So Gitaco is my first pick. It is a GitHub extension, Chrome extension, I guess, for mm -hmm. uh, GitHub. So you can pull out. Can you showcase? Like, can you go to GitHub yes. and showcase what it I does? I sure can. It's kind of bananas. Here's, it's so cool. Here's the app right one. It'll probably have more. Uh, and then it gives you this whole tree so you don't have to go back and forth between files. So you can just see like your code editor, the whole repo and just go jump to something else. Which if you're used to doing this, you usually have to go into app and then like browse Fine. around that. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> um, and it has a fun little octopus hand. If I undo this. I know. It just it's like a little octopus hand. Is the... hides over there. <laughs> it's so cute. It's a little peek. Ever since you showed me, I have to leave it up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> What's your second pick? My second pick is House of the Dragon. We finally, like, we wait until the end of, like, where it's coming to the close of the show so we can just watch more than one episode at a time. And we burnt through, like, six of these in that first week. And then we wow. were caught up. And it's like, now we got to wait a week for the next one. And it's just been so good. And comparing this to the Lord of the Rings show that is kind of the remake Pre prequel kind of it's this is so much better oh really it's just it's so much better lord of the rings is beautiful like the scenery and stuff but the story in this is so much better written in my so opinion as someone who had, didn't watch game of thrones at least completely i know kind of the story and watch then go watch it. game of thrones should i, I watch mean, this first you can this I think this doesn't like spoil anything for Game okay. of Thrones for you, but you actually like you're waiting. You're like, oh, when is this person going to come into play? Like, because it's the prequel. So it's before. Nice. It's awesome. Um, I will do mine next. This is freaking awesome. Um, I'm not going to show it off in VS Code, but they do a great example here. This puts VS Code pets into your browser. And <laughs> like I was... When I found this the other day, I was just like, you, I saw you post on Twitter about it. Like, it just blew my mind. Um, so, like, anytime you want to just, you know, do the normal command palette, show a pet thing, uh, it's just killer. Like, you can switch cat, dog, and they just kind of just kind of float around and hang out. Like, it's the best thing ever. It's a virtual pet. What were the watches that we had as kids? Uh, something gotchi tamagotchis yeah i kind of like that i just, um, just made my day so much better <laughs> sharing it. that's how i felt it was unbelievable when i saw this i'm like this is so it's like great. whole scenes they can live in it's I'll crazy probably like lose a lot of productivity but i'm happier <laughs> yeah. probably um, we need less productivity so perfect too <laughs> Okay, my my um my second pick. This is called the Boolean game. Have you guys seen this before? No. So this, for those of you who do like Figma and stuff like that, if you're always getting confused on like how do you do union or like subtraction, this kind of starts to guide you through how to do all that stuff. So, for example, to make this shape, you drag the piece. Ah. And it's got it's got noises. You probably can't hear them. I don't want to crank it up. But then you do a union, and it snaps it in. And shows That's it. really cool. There's yeah. one a tool like this for Bezier curves that teaches you how to do the curves in Figma. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. It gets to a point where this is like obviously much more challenging, but um, with like the subtraction and stuff like that. I liked that one better with the drop shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it gets pretty like advanced i i played it or played it i don't know if it's a game i shouldn't call it like this one is a great example right i would yeah. never think to do this but then you hit subtract and it's like oh yeah that's how you do that mm -hmm. i don't know so i loved discovering that little one um i think 
I think Alex threw me some curveballs, but he started with this one. So if you want to talk about that one, I'll load your next one next. Oh, I think that was mine actually. Oh, was um, it? I'm sorry. It's a little Chrome extension that you can use to uh, figure out what fonts other people are using. So quite helpful if you want to steal some cool typography from other people's pages or get some ideas maybe. Um, and oh, uh, and I also put another one in our chat. I'm not sure if you can open yes, it. Yes, I will awesome. click that one next. Um, uh, here we go. I think that's it. No, but that's also good to go practice. Yeah, this was the practice Tetris. Uh, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a cult.com. Ah, yes. Yeah. Got it. Sounds like a cult. Yes. It's, if this? you like podcasts or cults, they um it's a comedian and an author and they are looking at like they call it modern day cults that we all follow and i'm obsessed like i i feel like i've listened to all the episodes and it's so fun they look at like um i don't know like really popular brands or instagram or also some like real cults that are actually dangerous but yeah soul cycle for example um this wow. is so interesting. Is this a, a newer podcast, it looks like? Um, I, I feel like they have been around for two or three seasons. And um, the okay. one of them has already written a book on cults. And they're like very knowledgeable, but very, very funny. So I <laughs> highly recommend tuning into that one. It's really addictive. That's awesome. That um, site is amazing, too. Yeah, I like yeah. The, the images. That's really cool. I think, Alex, I have one for you. If you have another one, just... Just yell at me. Yeah, that's the one I shared. So if you are a fan of Tekken like me, I just found out that Netflix released this TV show a month or two ago, and I watched it all in one day. It's eight episodes of 20 minutes each, and it's exactly the same story about Tekken 3, which in, in my opinion is the more pure story of Tekken, I would say. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. I love how people in these, like, if you play a video game and you have this certain one, like, minus Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite one. Like, so everybody that has played, like, a series of games is like, this was the best one, though. Actually, I, I played the games, but I did it more to know about the story than yeah. the fights, you know? That's awesome. Nice. Well, I think that's all of our perfect picks. I, I hope everyone enjoys those because they were good ones. That was some really good ones, yeah. For sure. And thank both well, of you for coming on. Yeah, I just want to say thanks for the sponsorship from Storyblock as well. Um, couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, we're running on fumes with uh, dollars, so <laughs> this is this is so fantastic. And it was it was great to have you both on and talk about accessibility as well. Thank you so much for having us. It was a pleasure. Enjoy yeah. your conference, Anytime. Alex. Maybe we'll run into Looking forward to meeting you. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you yeah. next month. Few weeks. <laughs> All right. Ciao. See All right. See you. Ciao. ciao.